It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 243, entitled It's Always About Mark. It was recorded on Monday, the 6th of March, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I will be joined today by two special guests. Firstly, Michelle Frechette, and also Andrew Palmer. We were supposed to be joined by Hazel Quimpo, but unfortunately she was unwell. But we carried on regardless and talked about WordPress lots and lots. WordPress 6.2 is coming down the pike very soon, and there's lots of accessibility improvements. You can find out all about those. We also talk about the Openverse integration and how there's been a bit of a furore about the way it's been implemented with hot links. Well, you can now import your WordPress 6.2 Openverse images just by clicking on the button. It's a really nice update to WordPress. We also get into the 6.2 Source of Truth document, which Anne McCarthy has written. If you've got any questions about what's coming in 6.2, that is the way to get the answer. Mastodon. Is it taking over Twitter? Have you lost interest? We talk about how I'm using it over at WP Builds, and then we get into a long conversation about WordCamp Asia. Both Andrew and Michelle were there, and so they talk about their experience and how brilliant they thought it was. Should WordPress lose the blogging functionality by default? It's an interesting idea, and in many cases, it may be better for the CMS. Tell us what you think. And then towards the end, just a few silly bits and pieces. We talk about AI, and we talk about ATATs on wheels. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. Hello there. Hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is the This Week in WordPress <laughs> show, episode number 243. We talk every week about WordPress, whether you like it or not. We're <laughs> going to be here nattering about WordPress. And today, true. what's that, Michelle? I said that's true. That's it. We're here every <laughs> week. Um, today, I'm joined, as you just heard, um, well, firstly by Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? You all right? I'm Okay. Getting over a cold that yeah, I apparently caught in my 30 hours of travel back from Bangkok. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely get into all that, the whole WordCamp Asia yeah. thing. That would be a lovely conversation mm-hmm. to have, including the the histrionics that everybody seemed to go through with the, in terms of the travel. But I'll do your proper intro if that's all right, Michelle. Michelle Frechette, well, she's regular here. She's on very, very frequently, but not only does she do this, she does a whole laundry list of other things. And here they come. She's the Director of Community Engagement for Stella WP at Liquid Web. I guess that's the main thing, but here, here comes all the other things. In addition to working at Stella WP, Michelle is the podcast barista at WPCoffeeTalk.com. Go and download it to your podcast player of choice. She's the co-founder of Underrepresented in Tech.com, creator of WPCareerPages.com, the president of the board for BigOrangeHeart.org, Director of Community Relations and Contributor at PostStatus.com, author, business coach, and frequent organizer and speaker 
at WordPress events. Michelle lives just outside of Rochester, New York, where she's an avid nature photographer. And should that not should that not be sufficient, you can go and find more about her on her website. It's called meetmichelle.online. <laughs> Actually, I seem to remember last time you were on, we came up with at least one more thing that we should have added into there, but I've forgotten what it was now. Oh, I've got a couple more podcasts. Though. <laughs> yeah, That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as always, an absolute pleasure to have you back. And, uh, Thank you. I'm glad that you got back safely. Uh, also joining us, Andrew Palmer. Hi, Andrew. Hello, hello. You're in. Uh, are you? Have you painted the backdrop recently? Because it used to be all wooden panelled over there, or is it just? Uh, I've moved. Space? I moved house. I, oh. um, yeah, I moved house. I'm still uh, in this similar area. I'm in a place called Chesham in Buckinghamshire, and I'm also getting over a cold that I caught uh, on the plane, or just maybe I caught it in uh, at the end of uh, Camp Asia. But uh, I'm kind of breathing which is good (laughs) (laughs) he's still there he's still Still with us well andrew's got a very nice long bio as well um and i'll just read it right out at you andrew is the co-founder of bertha ai you can find that at bertha.ai which is an awesome opportunity for wordpress users to write where they work I mean, he's in touch daily with the WordPress community. He offers coaching, advocacy, and support for product makers, companies, and individuals who are aiming to be the very best. He currently is endorsing Gridpane, which is a great company, offering fantastic hosting management solutions to agencies to start, manage, and give great hosting services to their clients. He's also the founder of WP Plugins Plus, a company based in London and Kolkata, which I'm going to say is Calcutta. Uh, and there they make plugins, act as support for various agencies, and offer guided website design and build services. So, uh, again, loads. Occasionally we get guests with like the one line. Nah, nah. not today. I'm, I don't have a bi- I should have a biography. I talk too much, would be what I should <laughs> put on mine. I'll write you one. Yeah, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Keep it brief. Um, but thank you for joining us, you two. Whoa, the comments have gone pretty berserkers. Very nice. If you would like to share this stream, I'd really appreciate that. The more people that drop in and chat live, the more interesting the show always ends up being, frankly. And with that in mind, the best place to go and do that is to go to uh, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. That's where we've got the video embedded. It's YouTube. So if you go there and you're logged into a Google account, you can make comments some people like to hang out in our Facebook group, and if you want to do that, that's fine as well. But you do have a little thing to go through. Facebook won't share your avatar or image or your name, in fact, unless you do this. You've got to go to chat.restream.io forward slash FB. And I think you just click a button saying authorize or something like that. And then we can see who you are. So, yeah, please feel free to go and share this link, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Let's see if we can get some more people in the chat. But we've got a few, we've got a few new faces as well as some familiar people. We have, first up, we have Web Squadron. Hello, uh, saying hi all. Thanks very much for joining us. Tina Cook, she got the memo, Andrew. Uh, she read the email, so it works. 
it does work yeah there's loads of people on our site currently because of that email so that's good nice yeah that's oh that's great you're checking out the analytics as you go good morning team says mark mark we're going to be talking about you later so you know uh, really very quickly only briefly there's only so much you can say it's always about him it's always about mark isn't it that's the title of this episode (laughs) it's always about mark i write it down always about mark there we go unless something better crops up that's going to be the title uh hope you all had a good weekend says rob cairns all the way from toronto aaron edwards saying hey hi all uh three three of my favorite people oh that's nice andrew palmer in the house various mentions of different people's names like hey andrew and things like that and then thank goodness the universe can carry on as normal because Peter Ingersoll has dropped his weekly weather report of the of the weather in Connecticut. He does this every week. It's brilliant. Uh, it's 9 a.m. in Connecticut where it's getting close to our expected high of 7 degrees centigrade, 45 degrees Fahrenheit. He's even got the emojis. Thank you, Peter. Absolutely love it. Oh, my goodness. Look, and then there's replies about the weather. Tina's saying it's 26 (laughs) Celsius in South Africa, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, (laughs) I suspect that comment about Mark is probably going to be the backdrop to the entire episode. Now, look, Mark, it's ChatGPT talking about you. AI will be the thrust of so many things, I'm sure, today. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about Bertha a little bit later, but let's just crack on, shall we? Let me share my screen. Okay, this is the WP Builds website. You can see that we are kindly supported by GoDaddy Pro. They keep the lights on over here, so thank you so much to them. If you fancy subscribing, you know what to do. Put your email address in this little button, uh, this little text field, and then click subscribe. We'll send you a couple of emails a week each time we produce new new content. Nothing more, nothing less. I've got a couple of promo bits, uh, which I'll chuck in right at the start. The first one is to say that in a week's time, just over a week, eight days' time, I'm going to be chatting live with Pete Chineri. Uh, That is on the 14th of March. We do our regular, kind of monthly, if we can fit it in, UI UX show. And Peach is always on the lookout for some new websites, something that you've built, half built, or on the way to finishing or pushing live. She's a bit of an expert with all this kind of stuff, and she gives free advice on the show. The URL for this is wpbuilds.com forward slash UI. And over there, you can fill out a form and give us some various details like the the website URL and so on and so forth. We're also interested in finding deceptive designs, aka dark patterns, things on the website that really annoy you because they're deliberately done to trick you or catch you out or, you know, you you agree to buy some insurance that you had no interest in because the button was bigger than the decline text, that kind of thing. So go and fill that out. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash UI. And here he comes, Mark Wesker. There, look at him. Look at him. It's like some the kind man of needs halo a new headshot. Oh, he needs fantastic. a new headshot. Yeah, he can we make him bigger? There. How's that look? Oh. <laughs> dominates Sorry, the show um mark westgard and i and bob don it's a full-on trifecta the three of us are going to be going live the following day after Peacher. it's going to be on wednesday the 15th of march and it's an opportunity really for mark to demonstrate what ws form can do um there's no sort of subscribe link it's going to be at this same url wpbuilds.com forward slash live he's got some prizes lined up i think he's given away like cardboard cutouts of people's faces that kind of thing <laughs> you know um, what they say though right <laughs> yeah, there's only one available be, 
<laughs> Beware the Ides of March. Yeah, that is that's the, right. That is the Ides of March. <laughs> but if you if you're in the if you if you've ever played with a WordPress plugin form, uh, sorry, form plugin, and you haven't really settled on one, WS form is a solid, solid option. <laughs> but you, you may be sort of bamboozled by what's available in there. Well, Mark's the person to answer it. So me, Bob, Mark on the call, taking the questions. We'll see how that goes. And uh, and yeah. you can try Light, the Light version. It's on WP.org. So just search for WS form and you can try the Light yeah. one and then you'll see, you'll go... Oh my God! I need this pro. It's yeah, that's it. That's it. So, it's yeah, it's really it is it is actually amazing. I just want to make Mark's head big again. Uh, there we go. Look. Please don't. Please oh, don't. Just sort of disco move. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no, please. Oh! oh. oh my, <laughs> my eyes! <laughs> my eyes! They're going to make me start coughing. Let's get it back to normal. Uh, so there's this promotional bits. A couple of things coming up on the WP Build side of things. And uh, I thank Mark for being such a good sport. I'm getting him back for the WordCamp Asia cardboard cutout that he had <laughs> in my head. So there we go. Uh, right, let's get into some WordPressy stuff, shall we? So Anne McCarthy um, has released a, an article over on make.wordpress.org. It's called WordPress 6.2 Accessibility Im Improvements. Do you know what? I'm really, there's so much in here, but it is just a, a, a list of items. But there's an absolute boatload of accessibility improvements that are coming in 6.2. So if anything has been irritating you in prior versions of WordPress from an accessibility point of view, a lot of work has been done. Obviously, this game never ends. There'll be at no point at which WordPress is 100% accessible because not only will the goalposts move, but you know it's just not really possible to achieve that. But a lot's been done, and I would urge you to go and look at Anne's piece. It was published on the 2nd of March. I think, Andrew, you had a close read of this. Was, was, well, was I did, yeah. Well, just, I mean, just, an example, just an example of how much it actually has to go into this is just click the first link, which announce when a block is inserted in the navigation. This list. one here, this 4 yeah, this one. Just click yeah, that okay. first link. So that's another um, tome, basically, of what's yeah. going on and all the, all the conversations going on. What astounded me is that, that the reason for this is for people to know when a block has been initiated. So there's a, there's like a, a, um, a noise, you know, it's, a, yep. it's a, a noise that gets announced because people with limited access, i.e. by, by um, not having great sight, are working on WordPress and building WordPress websites, and they're basically blind. So they need... Um, an announcement when they've actually put in a new block but the problems with that is when that new block is put in it gets announced every time you load that page so the and, and throughout this discussion that says how we get how are we going to get over that and that's the key when you look at the 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 page by Anne and then you dive deeper into it it is a minefield of issues basically yeah. so you know, how anybody especially you know this is all volunteers let's not forget they're they're all trying to do their very best on this and i think accessibility by abled body people is pretty much not ignored but just kind of not really thought about you know because i can move my mouse around i know when i've inserted a box i can see it um, so this is really, really, really important, and I'm getting definitely on the accessibility uh, bandwagon here. To, to, yeah. to, we've got to really think about what we're doing 
accessibility wise and i'm certainly putting that into all the plugins that i i uh, own and develop as well trying to get them more accessible it's really it's hard but it's got to be done really yeah yeah i think you're right and so if we go back to anne's article the the announcement of, of a block being inserted as you say with some kind of noise just one little thread and you can see at the end of each of these little lines so for example fix various off canda appender accessibility issues um, the beauty of the wordpress project is it's so well curated and people like Anne do a great job you can see here's uh, nope, not that one. Here we go. Um, another whole laundry list of things that have been considered just for that Crazy. line item. And for each of those items, you'll notice there's a, a GitHub um, repo post mm -hmm. as well. And there's just so much in here. But have a play. Beta 4 for WordPress came out, uh, I think it was probably about three or four days ago. I had, Maybe it was the 1st of March, something like that. I had quite a long play with the the site editor. I wasn't looking at it from an accessibility point of view, point of view but there's so much that's coming in 6.2. It is mm -hmm. well worth having a little advanced look. If you, if you want to download it, you can do that from the WordPress website, but also there's a there's a beta tester plugin that you can install, and if you check the right boxes, it will immediately overwrite your version of WordPress with a with a the beta bleeding edge version, as it's called. So, yeah, thank you, Anne, for writing up that piece. That was mm -hmm. great. Um, well, Anne, one thing. sorry, Michelle, anything? Sorry. Yeah. So, a couple of things. Number one, we worried about accessibility from. Uh, uh, a site visitor perspective for the longest time, right? Making sure that site visitors had accessibility without looking at the back end of WordPress to make sure that people who are blind or uh, visually impaired were not being able to build websites as easily because the back end wasn't. And WP Campus was one of the primary organizations which really put a thrust forward to do accessibility audit of the back end of WordPress. And so I wanted to just acknowledge that first. And then this this list is phenomenal. Of course, it's never going to be quite enough, right? Because there's always more things we can do to make things accessible. And so continuing to move forward on that is something that we need to continue to put that that impetus on. Just as like we're starting to worry more about um, multilingual backends of WordPress. The second yeah. thing I wanted to point out, though, is at the top, if you look at the contributor, the collaborators on this article, um, I wanted to point out Alex Stein. So Alex Stein is somebody whose day job is not even in WordPress anymore. But Alex does a tremendous amount of work within the WordPress community to help do site um, audits, make sure that sites are accessible and teach about accessibility. He also, we're going to talk a little bit later about the, uh, the foundation that has been created. And he is one of the first recipients of the, um, I can't think of a grant or a fellowship through fellowship, the, yeah, uh, yeah. fellowship. Yeah. So all of this kind of all ties together and just wanting to make sure that we also give props to Alex for all the work that he's doing in the WordPress community. Um, because that segue was so good, let's just bump that right up to now, shall we? So we were going to move on to this toward the end. This, this came onto my radar because I did a podcast episode, which will be released on uh, Wednesday with Say Reed and Courtney Robertson, both probably familiar names if you're in the WordPress community and, and you know, look on socials and things. And they were two people who were willing to come on and talk to me about the WP Community Collective. I mean, I can paraphrase it, Michelle, but I feel like you're in a better position to do that probably. Do you want to I, just I, say what I, this I, is? No, you're not. Uh, no. It's, 
I, I, I know as much as you do. You probably know more yeah. than I do having had that. So I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, well, this is a fabulous... Honestly, I, I we had some gremlins, right, doing the audio, which means that I had to listen. Um, Say's internet just kept sort of dropping and coming in and going out. So there was lots of bits in the podcast where we sort of cross-talked and, and had to re-say things. And so I had to go back and edit it really carefully. So it really... I, I learned a lot because I just kept hearing it over and over again, if you know what I mean. So this is such a fabulous initiative. And it all comes back to this idea that, okay, what I'm about to say may not sit well with some people, but I'm going to say it anyway. The idea is the people who can afford to contribute to WordPress are the people who can literally afford to contribute to WordPress. In other words, they're either in a they're either in the position where they're I don't know they're they're independently wealthy enough that they can take time out of their working week, or they've gotten to a point where they're sponsored by a company who's willing to give them I don't know five percent ten percent a day in some cases an entire you know five days a week towards the WordPress project. But that is, I don't want to use the word privilege, but you could understand looking at it from the outside, looking in, you might be able to make the argument, wow, those people are in a fairly privileged position. And now, don't get me wrong, in most cases, I'm sure that's off the back of a lifetime of incredibly hard work. But what about all those people who just don't have that capacity? They they don't have enough money available to them to take time out they don't have an employer who's willing to do that but they have the skills they have the desire they have the commitment wouldn't it be nice if we could figure out a way to get them some money essentially and a roster of work for them to do and get them contributing in so the wp collective is going to reach out to businesses organizations corporations and create fellowships with a specific remit. So the first one is coincidentally accessibility. And they're gonna put a body of work together and say, well, we need 15, 25, whatever, thousand dollars. Please, can we get you companies over there? Can you contribute to this? And then we can get the people who are gonna be good for this work, regardless of whether or not they've been able to afford it in the past. And we will give them that fellowship and off they go and they can do it. So it's kind of, WP Collective sits in the middle. There's the actual contributors on one side, and on the other side, you've got the businesses paying in, and it just seems like this really great symbiotic relationship. And I should breathe. Um, <laughs> but that's isn't, isn't it five for the future, but with cash? Uh, yeah, I, I guess in a sense. Yes but, and no. Yeah, yes and no. The, the idea here, though, is that let's say, for example, you work at bighostingcompany.com, but you've got no commitment into the WordPress com uh, community. You just have loads of cash, but you want to contribute, but you don't know where to contribute or how to do that. You can just give the WP Collective money. They are a 503C or whatever the American term 501C3. is. 501C3. <laughs> 501C3. Thank you. I have no idea. Um, they're one of those. And so they just act as an intermediary. They'll look after the money and then make sure that it is spent correctly. And then there'll be an obligation of the people who do the work to create things like blog posts in a sense to sort of reflect back, this is what we did. Look, your money was well spent. Let's have some more money kind of thing. So, yeah. One, one of the you. things too is, is 
is to remember that it isn't just it isn't just big corporations that are going to fund this. Hopefully, we'll see some big infusions of cash from the big corporations, but it's also individuals. Um, if you pull up Courtney's comment on the screen, you can see that. Um, yeah. As soon as I heard this, like I, I put some money into this because it's definitely worthwhile. I come from a place of privilege. I can afford to put a little bit of money into that, so so I did. And I wish that other people would do the same and follow suit. Um, but I also want to kind of commend this too, because there's an intersection between here and what happens with, you know, organizations like underrepresented in tech, which is not a 501c3. Um, and we don't ask for money. So we want you to put your money into the WP community collective, but, it, but it, they both are actually helping move forward equality and equity in WordPress as well, by making it possible for people who don't have giant corporations giving them paychecks to be able to contribute to WordPress. And so I think it's a wonderful initiative. And I really do hope more individuals will get involved in funding it. And also, of course, those corporate dollars. Andrew, did you have anything you wanted to add to this? A 5013C, does that, if a corporation, an American corporation contributes to that, is that a tax deductible? It is, yes. Right, okay. So how do UK businesses contribute and get that benefit of tax deductible as well? Or they there, there's they can't it's, it's no it, like if i no if i was to give to a uk charity i don't get a tax benefit either sure it's unfortunate but that's the but way it's, it, is. it is an incentive it is an incentive i mean if someone's giving say 50 grand it's it's quite a big tax incentive for the us based companies isn't it to to be able to contribute absolutely mm -hmm. sure Yep. Yeah, do you know, I hadn't, I didn't even get into that. I didn't, you know, that's why you're in business, uh, Andrew, and I'm not. Um, I didn't even get into that in the conversation. Doesn't mean I do it very well. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it just didn't even occur to me that side of things. So there's a, there's an upside just from a pure taxation point of view. It's a good thing to put money in if you're a US based business because there's a, there's a little bit of a, a loss in the amount of tax that you'll be. Uh, required to pay. Yeah, it's fascinating. Courtney's in the comments, actually. This is great. This is perfect. Uh, she says, Alex will receive the f the funding, the fellowship funding from WPCC when the goal is met. If you go to, I believe the URL is theopencollective.com forward slash WPCC. I don't know if one of you guys can um, dig that out, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'll put it in the in the show notes as well. Um, but the idea is that these fellowships they demarcate a particular job, so it's an accessibility one, or it might be an I don't know SEO one or a performance one, whatever has been decided. Then a funding goal is set for that. Uh, fellowships are applied for by individuals, and they marry the two up. And once the funding is met, it's released to the the individual who, in inverted commas, wins the, the fellowship. Uh, the WPCC, Courtney says, is available for individuals and organiza organizations to collect resources sponsored. It'll be focused on the work of official WP teams, events, etc. Yes, I'd forgotten that. So it's official uh, channels. And Andrew, our fiscal host is Open Collective, and they do work globally offhand, I don't know the answer. However, we can dig in. Yeah, I remember I, I, it was either Courtney or Say in the podcast said that there is a benefit for them going through the open collective. It means that they don't have to do uh, some kind of work in terms of taxation or I can't remember, but there, there was a reason that they did it that way. Oh, great. Thank you. So the URL, let me just create a little caption to show it. That'll do it. There we go. Uh, is this. Go to opencollective.com forward slash the 
WPCC, no underscores or anything like that, opencollective.com forward slash the WPCC. Yeah, that did all tie the, well together, didn't it? We had Alex. Yeah. And then the, access, the accessibility uh, fellowship is only funded at 8% right now. So absolutely get on there, bring your dollars and help get this moving forward so that we can fund Alex's fellowship. And yeah, others, one of one of the curious things about doing the podcast is I get to speak to a lot of plugin developers and I feel like a lot of them would really love to do this but they're in that position where you know they're just trying to launch their career they're just trying to begin and so money money's tight putting food on the table is priority number 1 but they've got the skills they've got the initiative they've got the all that they need, they just don't have the finance. So, yeah, go and check it out. This is a good little project. Okay. Whew, that was a good one. Uh, Andrew, just before we move on, was there anything else you wanted to add to that, or should we slide in? No, I think, it, I think it's great, and it should be supported, um, and it's a way to get funding to people that deserve it and also are very talented yeah. and can contribute in a meaningful way. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Sounds a bit corporate, that, but, you know, that's what I mean. No, I mean, no. No, I think that was about the, the tenor of it, wasn't it? Okay, let's go on to talk about photographs. Why not? The um, I don't know if you've heard of Openverse. I, again, Michelle, I feel that you're in a better position to tell tell people about Openverse, given your massive interest in uh, photography and all of that kind of stuff. Maybe not. Um, do, you, do you want to <laughs> tell us what Openverse is, or shall I do that? You go ahead, and, and I w I'm going to um, look in the WordPress you correct. Yeah, yeah, you correct. Yeah, you correct. Yeah, in wrong. a minute. Um, <laughs> essentially, Openverse is uh, a CC zero. So it's my understanding is that if you get a photograph off Openverse, you are more or less guaranteed that it's usable by you anywhere. You know, you can amend it. You don't have to give attribution and all that. There may be caveats around that. But the point is, there's absolutely tons of images in Openverse which you are free to use. However, the way that things currently are is you've got to go to Openverse, probably download the image, a bit like you might do or something like OnSplash or something like that. Download the image, upload it to your media library, and then get to work. Wouldn't it be better, given that the that Openverse um, is now under the auspices, I think, of Automatic? It might be some other branch of Automatic. I don't know, but I think it's Automatic. Wouldn't it be a good idea to have all of this built into the editing experience of WordPress, the block editor? And the answer is yes. So that's coming in WordPress 6.2. There'll be an option to go to Openverse. It'll open up a little panel. You can search within the posts and page editing experience. And then when you finally find an image, you just basically click on it and in it goes. Da-da, magic, super cool experience. However, there's a few questions raised this week. This article is on WP Tavern. It was Sarah Gooding. She... She was expressing the concern of some people that the, in the original implementation of this, it was being hotlinked from wherever that image was being hosted. Now, this is not ideal because, well, for all sorts of reasons. Number one, your servers having to, you know, people receiving the website have got to go to a whole different bunch of different things. If you've got 10 images, you've got 10 different places to go to to find those images. Maybe, maybe there was some tracking of pixels in those images, I don't know, that kind of thing. So the question was, why are we doing this? Why don't we just download it the moment that you use it, stick it in your media library, then if that image ever goes away elsewhere where it was hotlinked to, you've still got it. And lo and behold, the WordPress community being awesome, 
didn't take too long for that to, to happen. And now that is the expected behavior that we're going to get in WordPress 6.2. So you'll click a button, image will be downloaded onto your media library. I just think this stuff is so cool. It's going to make life it yeah, is. just great. Well, I've actually built that kind of thing into Bertha, to be honest. Yeah. Is that how that works? So hang on. First of all, rewind. What what does Bertha do around images? Um, so images, you can create images within Bertha, but also we've put search in Bertha and uh, their CCO as well. So you can search um, if you go to Bertha and you're in the plugin or in the in the extension, you can actually go to images and then click search. Then you can search all your AI images and um, copy them, use them as you wish. And if you're in WordPress, it, you can either resize the image and then upload it to your media file directly or just upload it to your media file directory if you only want a small image. So, so, so just to give context to that, it's an AI-generated image, so it's using uh, stable diffusion? or Stable diffusion, yeah, 1.5. Yeah. Okay, so it's using stable diffusion. So it creates the image, shows you a thumbnail, you pick, and when you pick it, it downloads it into your media library and it's yours, right? You've got it. Yes. You can do what you like with it. Okay. Yeah, but it. also anyone else can share it. But also on the search facility, you can search for, say, Yoda and then bring up all the images of Yoda. And then if you want to use a particular one, you just um, click add to your media library. So that was the that was the behavior that you came out of the gate with, right? You you yeah. thought you you want that image, you're just going to press a button and it's immediately in. Yeah, because that seems like you're not ever going to want to hotlink to anything, are you? That just seems no. like such no, a we, we, we always we always thought, well, why would you hotlink to it? You know, yeah. it's just because of the of you know you're using someone else's server, that server might go down. Plus, you know, images get deleted after a period of time. You know, there's only a certain amount of time that people can hold millions of images on a server and they will go through and maybe archive some and say okay only 10 people are using this i'll archive that but that affects 10 people that are using it and all of a sudden you just get a placeholder image but the um the search facility is actually through lexica but that's built into bertha so you can just search it download it use it it's all cco um so that means you don't you know you've got a, a free license that anybody can use that image as well but at least you can search thousands so you, of images that have been pre-generated if i search for something does it look for is it looking for text in the prompt that i gave it to create the image so let's say for uh, example, yeah but it, it's yeah. when okay. when you create an image on stable diffusion it, you know it gives it a name and it gives you gives it a reference or a tag so if you search for instance you know gothic restaurant you'll find you know it will come up with images with gothic restaurant in it and, and stuff right. like that you know or coffee shop or whatever you know you might want to talk about um uh you know nomad working so you might want to have images of coffee shops you don't want to look on any other stock photos or pay for them let's be honest you know and so you just search for a coffee shop and use the one out of the search of the ai images so it's similar to openverse it's all free and um you can use them for anything nice yeah that's kind of cool michelle you dropped a comment into our little private chat which only the three of us can see what what was do you want me to raise that on the screen what was that about it's, it's up to you i just you know we're talking about openverse and, and of course the wordpress photo directory project which i'm very fond of um is part of that and so i just stopped drop i just did a quick um 
in the site just did a quick copy paste of what the photo directory looks like right now as far as the number of images etc which i thought was interesting right so six yeah 6393 <laughs> of which a fairly decent percentage belong to you 133 ones i mean you've got rejected 802 what's what's the what's the faces faces, faces. Oh, it's any number of things. So it could be identifying information. So faces for sure, um, license plate numbers, things that are um, a, an absolute street address of a, of a residential home, for example. Um, if it's if the quality is too poor, it's pixelated. Um, yeah. You know, there's bl motion blur motion. Uh, there's a lot of reflection off of windows. Um, if you're taking it through a window, for example, there's lots of reasons that we might reject a photo. Um, my, I never reject photos for this, but I want to all the time. If your horizon is crooked, please correct your horizons. Please correct your horizons before you submit a photo. So you're you're actually one of the people that approves them. So will you uh, will you eventually yeah. accept AI images, or don't you accept AI generated images? What what are your thoughts around that? That uh, we are are not accepting images we are accepting photographs so it right. is a photograph so an ai generated image is not a photograph gotcha okay so it's very clear very clear cool i wonder how long that will be the case though that uh, you know before it's nigh on impossible to tell a photograph from a an ai generated image which is trying to look like a photograph we'll have to Wait and see. I guess if you're if you're an expert photographer, you'll probably know so, the difference. I'll, I'll test it out next week. See how yeah, it goes. look, the C's <laughs> upside down. That's definitely I will, fake. <laughs> I will say that it is human beings that are moderating the photos, and human beings can be uh, tricked by certain things. I would hate for that to actually be the intent of somebody submitting an image, though. So, Andrew, don't make me ban you from the photo. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, do you know what I always find if I ever look at an uh, like a stable diffusion cre created image of a person, it's always the fingers which give it away. There's like like nine fingers, the fingers just over yeah. hot, hot dog fingers. There was yeah. a great yeah. article in in the Observer or the Independent or the other day. I wish I'd brought, I wish I'd, I'd put that in the link, but it was basically saying why, and it's because most photo most photography doesn't show fingers if you look at yes. if you look at the stock photos and everything it's people operating behind a, a computer or they're they they might be shaking hands or something at a distance but it's because the the reference points aren't enough so that they don't ai basically doesn't know how to create fingers and they did a clasping hand and it was something out of a horror movie <laughs> yeah horrible that's something out of everything yeah. everywhere all at once just these exactly, giant yeah. Yeah. everything everywhere all at once watch that film if you haven't watched it yeah but if you look at us right now there's no fingers there's just, oh, exactly. there's just yeah <laughs> here's can, can my I, fingers ai yes yeah but only for a brief moment it's not enough exactly. time to be AI. can i ask you a question just to stay on the ai thing just for a minute because we, we've often strayed into this subject i know it's not specifically wordpress but i'm curious D did does how's the debate going in terms of recognition for let's let's stay with photos right how's the how's that debate moving forward because i know there's a lot of artists who take pictures and or have drawn well, there's things an ongoing, there's ongoing court case but right. i think you know stability ai have just got some more money as well and let's not forget that stability ai are also open source so you know if you're using another service to, to produce 
um, stability AI photographs like Replicate or Hugging Face or something like that, that are using the, the open source from stability AI, then you're you're paying them and they've got their own terms and conditions of what, what you do with the with the images as well. But you can actually build your own server using the open AI, open using stability AI's code. It's just expensive, right? So the the debate is going on between um, photographers Getty particularly are taking stability AI to um, or stable diffusion to court saying you've scanned our images you're you're replicating them and we know that we know that you're replicating them because at the bottom of each image is Getty Images logo you know or right. a, yeah. a messed up, <laughs> up version of Getty Images what 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 AI people are saying is that we're not copying your images per se we're just we've just seen those as, as an example and that's how our machine learning has, has worked it's taking your images along with millions of other images and then collating all that information together to produce a, another image and because you know obviously we we scanned your website and we scanned adobe stock.adobe.com and all you know unsplash and everything we're gonna there are going to be some anomalies with your logos appearing but I, I don't know it's an ongoing court case and it will you know these companies got hundreds of millions of dollars of investment and we know that the court cases in the US take years to fix mm. but you know if get if anyone's going to want to win it it's going to be Getty and Getty are saying they don't want to win it in per se they want to just have an acknowledgement that licensing fees are due which is what they are because they're they're known as the ambulance chasers of uh, photographic libraries right so you've yeah. all heard of the 200 yeah. by 200 pixel picture and it's cost someone 20 grand you know yep. after three, they've left it on there for three years and then all of a sudden one of a lawyer from get you goes you owe us 12 grand you go oh you know. It's a really, it's a really interesting debate because obviously, you know, something which is similar but not the same is songwriting. Sure. So you know, the Beatles can go after anybody now because there's like four notes in a row which give you the impression that it sounds a bit like yesterday, or something like that. And so it's a tiny bit of a song, but it, it but it, but and they win those things, don't they? So they, if you they do, but they're starting to lose them more are and they? more. Right. You know, judges are becoming, you know, there's like. 12 notes, right? Or 12 chords or six, you know, however many chords there are. Mozart said it, doesn't he? What do you, what do you want me to do with 12 chords? You know, of course. Yes, it yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You know, but it's, so it's, and, and, and with writing, you know, if you write an article on artificial intelligence and I write an article and Michelle writes an article on artificial intelligence, there's going to be similarities, one would hope, right? There's just going to be similarities, even if we didn't, you know, I will use artificial intelligence to write it, but, you know, if you don't, there's still going to be similarities to the, to what we're doing. You've, you've read books. There were two. There are films. There's films that come out at the same time that are about the same subject. You know. So how do you how do you get there? You've got Star Trek. You've got Star Wars. Which one copied which? You know. All this kind of you know stuff. It's just plagiarism is part of our life, and we're just going to have to live with it. And yeah, and, you know, it's not. Yeah, we, we've. Taking people to court every day is not going to is just not going to help the situation. No, no, I do know what you mean. We've strayed into this AI thing on so many occasions. I personally find it to be a really interesting subject, and I'm I'm sort of slightly conflicted about what what I think about it. Not because I think there's anything weird about it. I just I, I'm just concerned at the pace of it and whether or not we've got enough guardrails for unexpected 
things that might it's happen not in the going future. actually as fast as it can oh well that's, that's i'm pleased about that that's good news <laughs> it's just the hype you know, yeah, but it's also the incentives the to me. It's whether or not the incentives for it are uh, in line with what humanity needs. You know, uh, I, I, oh, forget it's, it. Let's not get into that. It's, it, it's more that the uptake on it, right? So more and more people are using it. That's what's going at breakneck speed yeah. right now. You know, it's it's actually yes, it's moving quickly. Perhaps not as quickly as it could, which is probably a good thing as well. Um, I don't drive my fast. My I've never driven my car as fast as it can go, which is also a good thing. But um, <laughs> but that doesn't stop people from driving cars, right? So uh, so I think more and more people are experimenting with it, using it. I'm going to use it to write um, Nathan's bio, so we'll see how that. Goes. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> I just need to do a caveat there. I drove my car as fast as it could go on an autobahn. Oh, so yeah, that, yeah, get okay. that in quickly. Completely legal. <laughs> yeah, and funny. I blew it up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This whole thing started not about AI. We were talking about open right. person, about, about the implementation yeah. in WordPress 6.2. Which is so a great do... integration, by the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's not forget really, that how really that nice. Right. You know, we've never had it in, in the CMS so that you could just chuck an image in really yeah. without the need to go anywhere else and now you totally will be able to do that um didn't unsplash do that as a plugin say again didn't unsplash do it as a yes plugin? sorry i don't mean that plugins couldn't have enabled it but this will just be core wordpress you know sure. you'll just download it from wordpress.org and it'll have that capability built in so for a which lot makes of people blogging more easier which then yeah. just counts the the, the 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 there's an article that we're going to talk about about not blogging do you know what? We're doing like so many good segues today. Let me try and find that one quickly. Yeah, that, there. Again, it fits perfectly, doesn't it? WP Marmite, yeah. Yeah, this is an article on the WP Marmite website. And it really, I, I have no idea why this hit home so much, but it really did to me. Um, the question posed by them is, what if WordPress moved on from blogging? And just hold on a minute, right? Let me explain. What what they're trying to say is basically when you build websites, let's say that's for clients or for yourself, how many times out of 100 websites is the blog functionality used? Now, for me, obviously with the podcast and all, that's 100% of it. It's all blog posts, basically. But if I'm building a client website, let's say, I don't know, local plumbing company or something like that, you can sell them up on, on the idea of a blog and they'll probably go, yeah, yeah, we'll commit to that. We'll do a blog post each week. You know, you come back six months later, how many articles have they written? None, not one. And so WP Marmite is saying, wouldn't it be interesting if we added the functionality for blogs as a canonical plugin, as a, as a plugin? So without it, without that plugin, Posts have gone, categories for posts and all of that have gone, and they show what the interface would potentially look like. Let me just find it. Was that it there? Yeah, there, there you go. Um, you basically have a dashboard which says pages, media, appearance, plugins, users, and you could obviously put the, the blog back in, install the plugin. Everything that you've now got comes back, but most people don't need it. And I just thought to myself, do you know what? In in many cases, I think that's true. Do I want to fiddle with WordPress that much? Probably not. But in some subset of cases, would this be a good idea? 
Yes, and of course, there is a plugin that you can download to get rid of the blog. <laughs> so it is actually possible, but you've got to add a plugin as opposed to putting a plugin to put the blog can, back. Can I, can I give my, my two cents as I'd a, love to hear it, a yeah. non-WordPress developer as well? Yeah. So I, I, you know, don't kill me here. I develop Shopify sites, Wix, Squarespace, and everybody goes, can I have a blog, please? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just like WordPress. So I think it's kind it, of it, no. It, I don't. I haven't got. A, I've never had a customer say I don't want a blog. Never. No. Ever. Interesting. So it's just a, it's just like a non. What they do say is that is you know can you not can we not have comments? So I always add no comment plugin. You know because running a blog, if you're going to run a blog as an affiliate, that you need a blog. You need a blog platform because that's WordPress. That's Word, what WordPress is good for. It's great for SEO and all that kind of stuff. And, and Google likes posts rather than pages. It's just weird. But you've got <laughs> everybody I know, every client I've ever had, no matter what platform we've been on, Drupal, all of the platforms, Joomla. I mean, Joomla was a fantastic blogging platform and so search engine friendly. It was unbelievable. But you know, then they, they do their iterations, which means you have to redesign every single site every time Joomla's been updated, yeah. you know, crazy. But, the you know, that's what brings work. That's what makes WordPress brilliant, the backward compatibility. But the, the fact that people wouldn't want a blog, a blog is, um, it's alien to me. It's completely yeah, alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not old school, you know, I'm forward thinking. I'm totally forward thinking, but I just think, why wouldn't you want a blog? So I've had the opposite, right? So I do, a, I've done in the past, I'm actually working on one right now, a site for somebody that it's basically a brochure site. Yeah. So they are arborists. They take down trees, they remove stumps. They don't, there's not a lot of blogging that these people want to or are able to do without hiring somebody outside to come in and write blog posts for them, which is not in their budget. So to them, having a blog is like, a foreign thing right so the most they might do is if we could turn maybe three or four articles but we wouldn't call it a blog we would just call it articles about arbory or something like that right yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of, yeah. Down, yeah yeah so like the thought of blogging for a lot of small businesses who are just looking to have a claim on the on the web where they can be found people can Get they could get their Google listing, etc. A blog doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of those people. I get it. Just I get it. Time wise or, or you know money wise, even if they even if there is enough material to put a blog out there for. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting. It. I I remember having quite a lot of conversations with people over the years, and they genuinely couldn't get the difference between a post and a page. They just couldn't. Okay, so posts, they're kind of repeatable. You, you write them and then they go into, what? But that's the same. I mean, it looks the same. Everything's the same. I, I tend not to bother to explain it to them. Yeah, yeah. Just click post. I really, I skip that bit. You, know, yeah. you, you just don't need to know. Don't worry about it. We're, we're, your, we're your web developer. You go on making your pink widgets. You'll be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought this was a fascinating piece anyway. Um, yeah, WP sure. Marmite have got it on there. It was an article inspired by Jack Kitter, Kitterhing, looks like. Kitterhing, uh, yes. And it's linked in the post. I just thought it was curious. I, I, Honestly, I could see that in many cases this would be an interesting option. But I, I feel that like the journey that WordPress has been on, it would almost be sacrilege to strip out the blogging bit because that's, that's its but roots, it right? 
also like is it really that much of a bloat to just not use no. the blogging capability no. of course not right so there you I go. Mean, blog posts and pages are basically just different types of post types right so yeah what is yeah. the difference really we've done we've gone full circle haven't we we, we want the blog uh, keep the blog <laughs> what if I, WordPress mean, I, I have a lot of customers that don't use it so what we just don't use it that's yeah all. just yeah <laughs> i mean i guess you could even just hide the menu item couldn't you if you really were yeah. fussy about it anyway that was that that was an interesting and we segued into it beautifully so let's carry on where we were where we were going to get to who, i just wanted we were to going next <laughs> yeah th th there's no just, way i'm going to be able to summarize this except to say that Anne McCarthy has written the, well, she's written a book. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Look at this, right? I'm just going to scroll, right? And I'm going to be scrolling pretty darn quickly. So this is Anne McCarthy's, boy, look at it. Look at Anne it. Is brilliant. I Can just wonder how right Anne ever gets any sleep. She's uh, she's an AI. That's the, uh, that is. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> And she's written she's written this piece first of March. Well, I expect it's been a long time in the making. It's called WordPress 6.2 Source of Truth. And essentially, she just wanted to put down one article where everything about 6.2, the release, could be found. And that's exactly what she's done. It is a gigantic read. But if there's anything confusing you about 6.2, if you're worried about it, you know, you are going to have to explain a lot to your clients. So this is the place to go um, and you'll be able to find absolutely everything. And yeah, there you go. Well, actually, can I just segue again into AI? <gasps> Too good. And it's not my product. It's a guy called Aaron Edwards at Ugly Robot on, um, on Twitter who's developed WP Docs. So yes. if you've got a question about WordPress, just go to WP Docs. <laughs> We and, actually um, tried this um, and, uh, last just, week on the show. Now, I wonder if I can find it. Is it that wpdocs.co? No, oh. advanced. Probably isn't that. I don't, probably don't want to click that, do I? Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably Google or something. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I, we had it on last week's show. Maybe it's that wpdocs.io. Oh, yeah, that would be the one. Oh, no, it's this one, chat WP, that one. Oh, is it? WP That's Docs. It. Yeah, it's but it's basically asking him anything about Word, WordPress. I mean, it's quite clever what he's doing. And all there's a lot of people out there. There's a guy that's just produced a, a another AI plugin where you can upload all your documentation and it'll it'll answer all questions. And people are good thinking about using it for first line support. But I think Aaron's the, the first one to to really get it up and going. And this is probably part of the danger of working or or, or working in public, you know, because Aaron is very much on Twitter telling people what he's developing and why he's doing it. And then somebody goes in and jumps in and I'm guilty of that as well. I thought, well, I like that idea. I'll put that in Bertha. And, you know, he's very affable about it. And he's the actual CTO of WPMU Dev. So he's a busy guy and he was like, Michelle, you know, I just don't know how you all do these things. I mean, people yeah. say that I'm busy, right? But I'm just not when you compare me to people like Michelle and, uh, and Aaron. They just get on with it. But the, the, the key is, is that he does so much and he's, he's doing this as, I think this was a test and now he's doing it as a, um, a commercial thing for people to really up their game in, in using chatbots and, and the information that chatbots can give back to customers in, in first line support and also knowledge bases. It's crazy. Andrew, is this, Aaron, we've got him in the comments, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Aaron, I tried this last week on the show and I must admit, I we I think we plumbed in about one or maybe two different things and, and we didn't get 
too much back that we we were able to use. So if, if Aaron is still watching and he wants to drop in a couple of useful questions that would demo how it worked, I'd really appreciate that. And we could show that live. That would be really nice. Just going back two minutes or so, uh, back onto Anne um, and her amazingly long piece. Um, mm. Courtney's in the comments. She said that the, truth, the source of Truth Doc helps docs training marketing teams and also the WP ecosystem like host plugins and SaaS-related businesses. She says, excuse me, we take the source of truth, write the docs, training content, then others pick up on it. Um, <laughs> just purely it's by random. It's Anne's birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Nobody wants to hear me sing. Um, but, yeah, happy birthday. That's great. Um, and then Ben Intel from Stackable. Hi, Ben. Says, teaching people the different parts. Oh, so now we're back onto the do we strip out um, posts and pages and get rid of the blog. Teaching people the difference between posts and pages is up there with teaching the difference between .org and .com. Yeah, it's really obvious, isn't it, Ben? If you use WordPress, it's like it's a blog post. It's going to, you know, it'll have a date attached to it and all that kind of stuff. And there'll be an archive. And Yeah, but what? Mm, I don't get it. Um, okay, right. Here we go. Aaron's with us now. He says, sure, click the little circle in the question box and pre-fill example questions on ChatWP. Click the little circle on the question box. This, right? Is that what he's saying? Oh, Aaron. Well, that's not clear, Aaron. Get that in the flipping. <laughs> Get that in the tips. Why that's is that feedback. in the tips? Feedback, okay, so this is like, make me a question. Oh, this is much better. Look at that. Okay, so let's go for one that we can actually understand. Okay, we all know the answer to this one. Let's see what happens. It says, so that for those of you that are listening to this, we're in chat. I'm telling you, um, if this doesn't WP bring up Mike chat. Little, there'll be a riot. If there's no, if Mike Little doesn't come up on this, <gasps> it doesn't say co-founder, does it? It says, who is the founder? Yes, let's click and see what we get. Um, and so we've clicked the question, who is the founder, singular, of WordPress? Uh, the AI appears to be doing a little bit of thinking. So rather than the cursor typing out words. This has probably cost Aaron about, yeah, see, that is so <laughs> wrong. So wrong. Yeah, yeah. Mike Little is the co-founder of WordPress. <laughs> I am so annoyed that this doesn't happen all the time. He's also in an underrepresented group. He's also one of the nicest guys in, in the world, and he lives yep. in the United Kingdom. He lives and I will in Manchester, ever right? bang this drum that he is being... <laughs> History is being rewritten. I'm, I, it, it drives me crazy. Okay, that was literally the worst question that we could have. It could just have drives me crazy. I tell you, I'm ah. going to ask another one. So I've clicked the little recycle icon. So it's now so ask who the co-founder of WordPress is. Because yeah, I'm sure that Aaron will be on that. Let's see if he's got a response to that. So now we're asking the the AI <laughs> list the default blocks in WordPress. So I'm sure that we. We've got a fair well, idea of what all of these are. Aaron um, says we should ask it who the co-founder is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's do that after this one. I'll copy and paste that. We'll ask it, it that exact have, question. It should say there are. It, it should say there are. There, there isn't one founder. There is a co-founder. Yeah. Sorry, okay. To acknowledge co-founders, you know, Vito Peleg is co-founder of of uh, of Bertha.ai. I've never. I've never. Whenever anybody says that's oh, a great idea, Andy, I say yeah. Well, you know. Vito's idea as well. Get on, get right. in there. You know? 
It's important. We have, we have the answer to that question. That looks right to me. I'm sure there's some other ones, but anyway, there we go. Right, okay, let's ask it that question. Who were the... Now, is co-founder, is that hyphenated or is it just one word? Um, it should, it should work it out. Okay, let's do. Out. Let's hyphenate it. Uh, who were the co-founders of WordPress? Who are? They're still alive, hopefully. Who were? Who are? Okay, let's go. Let's ask it. Let's see what we get. Who? Yes, who are? That's true. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? Let's see if we get the right answer. So it's spinning. It's spinning. The co-founders. Yes. Oh, there you go. There last. you go. There you go. So redemption. Redemption. Uh, Small redemption. It's, it's got the question right. Okay, so thank you for introducing that back to us, Andrew. That's perfect. If you've got a question about WordPress's code base and things like that, and, and I'm just going to go through, here's a few of the random questions which get generated. What are custom post types and how do I create one? How do you list cron events with WPCLI? Show an example. Well, I mean, that's quite a complex question and answer, that one. Yeah. I think that was the problem last week. We didn't really know what the scope was, and so we asked it to create things like code and stuff like that. And it, it oh, no, you, no, it doesn't do that. No. no. It doesn't do that. Um, but there we go. Thank you, Aaron, for being a good sport about that, and hopefully that's a... That's got us in the right direction. Blimey neck, we can talk the three of us, can't we? <laughs> follow and follow. Well, follow at Ugly Robot on uh, Twitter because he's a leader yeah. in AI stuff. They do a lot. Definitely they do a leader. lot in the AI yeah. space. Imagine yeah. and uh, Imagine, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. great. It does some great yeah. stuff. Okay, so that was Anne's blog. Uh, right, let's move on. Okay, this in the same way that we always seem to talk about. Um, AI, we always seem to get into this debate about Twitter dying and all of this kind of stuff. I just wanted to mention that there were five people on uh, Mastodon, all of whom have instances. So it was Daniel from WP Toots. There was uh, Javier from WP Mastodon. There was Pretor, I guess. I'm not sure how you pronounce the name from WP Social. Uh, there was Simon from DWP. And there was me from the WP Builds, uh, dot social. And very nicely, Daniel put together a survey and the results will come out soon about, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to see in terms of WordPress and Mastodon? But I, I don't really want to get into that conversation because we haven't seen the results yet and the survey's now been closed. I wanted to get into the conversation of whether or not you've, uh, you've still got trust in Twitter, whether or not you you still think it's the town hall and whether it's did got any use for you in the future. In <laughs> what did you say? Did we ever have trust in Twitter? <laughs> I I was reading something on the BBC, I believe it was, today, and it was literally today that it was published. And it was a piece all about the fact that um, somebody on the team that was there until very, very recently had either been made redundant or had walked out and was saying that really the whole thing is now being held together with a skeleton crew of people who are just constantly fighting fires. And it was on that basis, really, that I, I wondered whether or not the trust was eroding a little bit and whether or not you saw something like Mastodon as a good alternative. You can see from this piece that I've got on the screen that my skin has definitely moved. I mean, I never really understood Twitter anyway, but I do like the idea of open source things. I like the idea of not being fed algorithmic content, which might enrage me or at least might put things in my way which are just going to cause addiction you know what i mean and mastodon doesn't do any of those things it felt to me like three months ago that the direction of travel was all in the direction of mastodon but i'm not sure if that 
steady stream of people flowing out of Twitter has kept up or whether everybody's just sort of forgotten not to, you know, forgotten to leave Twitter and is hanging out there. Michelle, I know you've got a big following over there and you really enjoy using mm-hmm. it, don't you? I do, and I do still enjoy using it. There are, are definitely some changes that have happened that are um, not good changes. <laughs> so, for example, if I go to search somebody that I know and that I know that I'm following just so that I can make sure I tag them correctly, they're not showing up until I almost finish pushing, like typing their entire um, handle. So it's trying to feed me other people than than who I'm already following or who I'm trying to tag. Uh, but they you know now and, and I, I honestly can't remember if this has always been the way it is or if it's recent um on my list of like my feed i can click the for you which is going to feed me things that it thinks i like um in addition to who i'm following or i can just click following and then i'm only going to see um the people that i follow and what they're doing on twitter so there are some some changes that have happened i'm not going to ever speak well of elon musk i'm not a fan but i do still use twitter i think that most of our customers are still on Twitter um, and our customers customers are still on Twitter uh, mm. with what, you know, the different um, things that I'm behind um, there. So I don't know. I, I think it's hard to get a new um, social media to really pick up speed and really start to engage everybody. I think that there's enough of a learning curve in Mastodon still with all the different servers and how that works to be able to find somebody and follow them. I think there's a enough of a learning curve there that's still a stumbling block for a lot of people. Um, I am there. I don't really post there much. I'm constantly just following people back who follow me. But um, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't know what the right answer is. I, I know that like I used to be like this huge Facebook user and now I'm a Facebook reactor. Um, I, I only use Instagram to post my own personal pictures so that I have a little album and no, that's not the only place I put my photos. So if somebody says, well, if it goes away, you lose all your photos. I still save them in other places as well, but it's a nice place to have a public album of the work that I'm doing. Um, those kinds of things. But, uh, for me, Twitter is still relevant and, uh, whether it goes away and completely, you know, crashes and all the scaffolding falls away, that's something that will remain to be seen. But at this point in time, it's still something that I'm spending um, time with. Yeah, Andrew, anything on that? Yeah, I've never signed. I've never signed up to Mastodon. I've, I've signed up to Tumblr again. I had an old Tumblr account, and then it was getting a bit nasty in there. So I thought, no, I'm not going to go there anymore. Um, but Matt seems to have cleaned it up, um, and it's also using Gutenberg. So that's interesting. You know, when you're posting, yeah, I saw that. So yeah, that's that's a kind of thing. So I think if any WordPress people are going to go anywhere they should really and i'm not dissing mastodon because i don't use it but really they should go to tumblr because if they're going to keep the faith you know with our great leader then go to tumblr but it's just so you know so i re i reinstated my tumblr account that i've that i had a long time ago and i have been followed by in the last three weeks probably 20 sex bots on tumblr every single one of them is some half-dressed woman like total bot account so i'm i'm not 100 percent behind tumblr at this point either i think that if you put you know yes if i put more into it i will get more out of it um and i do get followed by those same kind of bots in all of my different social accounts on twitter that i follow that i you know even company accounts that i'm behind so the bots are going to be there no matter where you are but i'm not i'm not i'm not investing a lot of time in tumblr yet and i know that if i did i'd probably get more out of it but it remains to be seen whether or not that's really a viable place to be marketing. 
This is um, I'm not trying to promote this, and, and obviously there's no there's no skin in the game for me promoting it because you know it's a free service. But this is the wpbuilds.social mm. install, and you can see it kind of like has broad similarities to Twitter. It's got a real similar kind of look and feel to it. But the the nice thing that I like about it is that I get to be the decider, or I could appoint moderators. We get to decide what that community looks like. So in, in the example that you just described, if if we found 20 bots like that showing up, I can just block them, like literally make them go away. They will never be seen by anybody on this instance. They could mm. go and, you know, pollute other instances of Mastodon, but we could make them disappear. You know, you can block things by in all sorts of ways. And, and I like that. I like the idea that there's that granular control. But the, the big thing for me is that there's no algorithm putting that feed together. So, you know, this local feed, this is just the people who are on my instance. So we've got Brian, we've got Bob, we've got Anne, we've got Carrie Dills and a bunch of other people. You can see, it, oh, it's Robert Rowley from Patchstack. You can see it's got like a it's got a WordPress kind of vibe going on. These are people mm. talking about WordPress. And so if you go there, you're not limited. You can go and follow anybody anywhere else. But if you click on the local timeline option, you are going to just going to get this, this WordPressy stream. And it's really nice. And there's no, you know, it, it comes, it that- comes in chronologically. Doesn't it depend on what you're using social media for? So if I'm using social media for all of the different Stellar WP accounts, for example, I'm using it as a marketing device and an engagement yeah, device that that's way. Yeah, a good point. It's not, Mastodon is not going to help me there. Or it's going to help me minuscule by the yeah. followers that I have yeah. over on Twitter and other places. So it really depends on what I'm looking for. And if I'm looking for that engagement around um, WordPress, I'm probably engaging within different um, Slack channels, quite honestly, as yeah. opposed to just kind of shouting out into the void to see who wants to interact with me. Unless I'm doing that just for fun on Twitter, which is also something that I do. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not here to sell it to anybody. It's working out for me. I, I like the look and the feel of it. But I'm, I do I'm, feel... on, I'm on your server. Don't kick me off. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you're welcome. Everybody's welcome. Well, uh, until it becomes financially unsustainable for me to. Uh, well, yeah, you uh, have. We'll to, don't you have to pay we'll for the I, I've got a pay, so I just swallow that cost at the minute. It's just, you know, it's not a lot, so I don't really worry about it. But there is a. I believe I put a donate button somewhere. Not even a button, but a couple of people have found it and been very generous. So. I appreciate that, but that's not what this is about. Anyway, so there was that survey, and probably in the weeks and days to come, we'll follow up and we'll see what the Mastodon community wants it to look like in terms of WordPress. Right, okay, we've got a limited time left available, but this is probably one of the most important bits. I didn't go. You both went to WordCamp Asia. This is a piece by Bob WP. Oh, look at that. Um, and he's basically giving a full appraisal of what he thought the event was like. It boils down to mm-hmm. great. He really had a good time. But I haven't spoken to anybody um, on the on the show, I don't believe, about what their experiences were. So I'm just going to hand it over mm-hmm. to you. Whatever you want to say, whatever the context, tell us about WordCamp Asia. Let's go with, well, should we go with Michelle I, first? I, I... I, I did. I also did a write up that was fairly extensive. I don't oh, know why I'm sorry. that's not on the show. No, that's okay. Um, but <laughs> but it, it's it, it, my write up was on post status, and it started with, "I know you're all wondering," and yes, I showered because oh, I yeah. one of the th- 
one of the things that was um, super important to me. And I just, I just was so, I shouldn't have to be grateful that people take into account accessibility, but I am grateful when people actually take into account accessibility. From what I saw of the almost 2000 attendees, I was the only person using a mobility device. So whether, but I'm sure there were others who maybe had difficulty walking or, you know, or whatever, or maybe I just didn't see because there were a lot more, a lot of people there. Oh, there, were, there were plenty, there were plenty, yeah. There was accessibility taken into consideration at almost every turn. Um, the city itself was very accessible. Uh, there were very few things that I did not have the ability to access uh, with my scooter and with, with my different limitations. Um, I found a way into almost every single place I needed to be, with the exception of a couple of parties that were given by different um, companies who booked on the 32nd floor and the elevator only went up to 31. And I'm not faulting them. Uh, I just was not able to attend. And so I didn't. I went and did something else. But the the whole of the event, um, I know there was one kosher meal that wasn't met, but I think the rest of them were. And so they really took into account some of the things that, I, whether they read my article and, and took it from there or whether they had it in place already, I don't know. But they did absolutely take into account the accessibility needs of people, not just myself, um, as far as food and physical um, disability accommodations. So I was super happy about that. Nice. And then just the event itself was so well, uh, so well run. The signage was everywhere. The signage was, was easy to find things. Um, the way that the food was distributed was super easy uh, to access, just, just everything in general. And the people, holy cow, but the people in Thailand and the people at WordCamp Asia were just, it was phenomenal. And to be able to see in person, hug, wave, shake hands, whatever people were comfortable with, people I have been friends with, and not just acquaintances, but actual friends with online for five or more years to be actually sitting in the same space and have a face-to-face -face conversation was just overwhelmingly amazing. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Oh, that warms the heart. Andrew. It was awesome. Ditto. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? It's like coming on stage after a great comedian. I can't follow that, but basically, yeah. you know, I, I sat with Michelle for a couple of minutes and she was with one of the organizers and you know, being very vocal about congratulating the audience, uh, the organizer on it as well. I think what we've what we miss, um, when we say such a great event, and because I'm more, I don't know, I'm just commercially minded, you know, we've got to give a shout out to Yoast who were phenomenal with their parties, were phenomenal with their stand. Elementor, again, you know, they had a, a couple of, um, you know, live events there as well. They were very um, vocal. Uh, Freemius, you know, the parties that I went to were Freemius, Elementor, and uh, Yoast were basically at every single party and put their hand in their pocket every time. So, you know, shout out to Tease, the, uh, the uh, you know, current CEO. They... But GoDaddy as well, massive, massive uh, stand as well, giving a get nice get little giveaways, but bringing the party atmosphere into it and shouting out people and all that kind of stuff. And the smaller sponsors like, dare I say it, WS no, not again. <laughs> dare I say it, Atarim. You know, I was on Team App at Atarim mm -hmm. as well. We went to Phuket for a, a team building thing in uh, uh, for the week before, and then we, we descended on with, you know, half a dozen people standing on the Atarim stand as well. I met Get Genie, which was great because they're a competitor. And I went, 
hi. They went, hello. <laughs> they gave me a T-shirt, which was great. You know, so it shows that the, the, the co-opetition of the, you know, Aaron is a comp is in, I'm in competition with, but the co-opetition and the community of WordPress is just unbelievable and that's the thing with WordCamps you get together you know I had a lovely sit-down coffee I'm very very honored and, and lucky to have a sit-down coffee with people with Michelle I, I, I wanted to have a longer chat with Annie Nimmons I met her in the hallway and said we must get together but she was busier than whatever couldn't get it I think I spotted um, I was talking to people and um, there was a load of people wearing masks and I thought I know you I know you but I don't I don't I literally haven't got time as you yeah. go to you know meetings as well we were out, you know um visa and i were inundated with people going hi how are you you know and all this kind of stuff and then the developers said god you know a lot of people and we said well actually we're very lucky they kind of know us so and the same with michelle i mean michelle i think michelle drives around in her in her her, her <laughs> little, little bike just so that she can run over people because she gets <laughs> people that just go, they descend upon her and go, and it's very much like the, the, the people um, just want to meet you and say hi to you. And, and um, well, it, and, it helped that I was running a selfie challenge, right? So I ran oh, a no, selfie yeah, challenge. Yeah, true enough. But you know, the small sponsors, let's not forget this. That's what I was saying about, not, let's not forget the small sponsors. Let's mm -hmm. not forget that, um, you know, Sue J Powell was there. He He's just been announced as a as an investor in in you know joining automatic as, as an investor as well i had a lovely hours chat with him over a coffee we had um uh Syed balky there was wp beginner some big names in the wordpress stuff looking around you know you can see that are they pouncing they're going to pounce on people and say right i want to buy you and all that kind of stuff and let's not forget the amount of actual business that gets done at WordCamp. you know there was a there's there's 100 we're going to hear some some mergers or or purchases i think wp beginner just did an announcement they just bought somebody i can't they did can't, last I week i've forgotten now, so they yeah. did wp 101 so uh, you know that was that was done either at a word wordpress meetup or they'd met up you know i know that chris lemmer and uh sean hethkis and signed a good a good friend so that's that's probably been going on for a long time but yeah. there is a lot of business done at word camps and that's that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of community yeah. building. Who was it? The WP devs were there. 75 of them. Good grief. 75 huge, huge, yeah. huge party of them come over yeah. because it's closer to, to India and Pakistan, you see. So yeah. it's, four hours. it's not a big deal. So mm -hmm. we need, right. you know, Taipei, we need, we need a WC Asia um, because mm -hmm. it's a massive community. You know, Leslie Sim. Absolutely. Fantastic! We all sat down. It's so good to meet her. With, mm -hmm. You know, um, Miriam Schwab. All of all of the names that you can think of mm -hmm. that, that that were there and very accessible as well. Lovely mm -hmm. chats with these people. Brilliant. I'm just yes. browsing the uh, the website, and there is there's a oh, picture there you go. Of the, <laughs> with, with Miriam by pure coincidence, yep. as you said those Miriam words. Miriam and Elaine and yeah, Robert yeah. and uh, Carol mm -hmm. and, and you and me. Yeah, tucked in the basket there at the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talked about that last week. We <laughs> can I also give a shout out to to? So I did this word the selfie challenge. I gave five hundred dollars if I got a hundred selfies to Big Orange Heart, which I got well well over a hundred <laughs> selfies. Um, Vikas from InstaWP said, I want to match half of that. And he donated $250 from InstaWP. And then when I posted it on Twitter, 
Carl Hancock also gave $500 as a result of that. So nice. I just want to shout out to, to those um, gentlemen for also meeting that challenge and helping fund uh, Big Orange Church. Look, here's somebody who wanted to see you but didn't get a chance. Let me just make sure I can get it on the screen. This is so. This is Ben again. Stackable got starstruck. <laughs> Wasn't able to take the selfie. You could have had 101 or whatever your total was. Add one more. But Michelle, oh, thank lots, you for guiding me and my wife there. to where the venue was. Oh, that's nice. yeah. so there were a lot of couples there. Said, Follow us. You know, married couples coming there and everything. So it was like mm -hmm. and families and that's whole families. Thing, yeah. It, it was amazing. They they provided everything. the The whole venue was was in this shopping yeah. mall, which was amazing as well. But it, I mean, um, we the only thing yeah. we suffered from was lift lift um a bit of lift anxiety. A queue for the a queue for the elevator. Yeah. yeah. So O'Neill O'Neill has made a comment here. O'Neill was one of the organizers, uh, specifically around speakers. And holy cow, was that run well! So this, the whole like getting speakers where they needed to be and lined up and all of that was done incredibly well. So thank you, O'Neill and your team. This is this is not meant to come out the way it comes out, right? And I'll go to O'Neill's second comment in a moment. But did um, do you think this like has raised the bar in some important way? Does this event exceed the way that previous WordCamp Europe's that you've attended been, or WordCamp US, or was it? Um, was it just sort of like little incremental things? You mentioned the accessibility thing there, um, Michelle. I just wondered if if that was just one aspect that you thought was good and the rest of it was, you know, as normal. Uh, I haven't been to work yet. Oh, okay. Yet, um, so well, I can't I'll, speak to I'll, that. I'll, sp I'll speak for Europe. I mean, this, this was on a par with Berlin. Nice. Um, Porto was Porto was brilliant. The, be the best WordCamp I've been to in Europe it, it's a it's a dead heat with Serbia and Berlin. You know, Berlin was a was absolutely phenomenal. It, there were no, as far as I could see, there were no accessibility issues there. Um, but I don't, I'm not a wheelchair user or a trolley user, or, and a, you know, currently I'm not on crutches. You know, because normally I break my ankle once a year. But you know, so there, there's no real accessibility issues. But the the the, the organisation, the food, WC Asia got it right missed out one opportunity to have kosher you know we forget how many people eat kosher you know we, and that needs to be catered for but that was corrected within a heartbeat so and i think that's the key that when something is pointed out very politely and very appropriately like michelle points stuff out you know if you talk to michelle and you have s slightly crossed a line in something michelle is fantastic at telling you with kindness that you've crossed that line it's amazing so you know the 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 point is is that they missed they missed one thing but it's a very important thing so that's pointed out to them in a very very nice way and then it's just corrected mm -hmm. and i think that's maybe um what made a difference at the wp wp asia and also the size of the event you know and also they had to deal with a, a, a massive cancellation, you know, a couple of years ago. So they were probably very, very nervous. But the presentations I saw were awesome. The massive screen, the great big stage. Michelle did a um, presentation on stage. You didn't have any accessibility issues of getting your, your, your car up there or whatever. And it was mm -hmm. it was awesome. And coming down the stage as well, I didn't see you have any difficulty with that. So, None. you know, it's very important that these things are catered for, even if there's only one person. 
using nice. a wheelchair Agreed. or a wheelchair type mm. thing. It's got to be. It's it's important. But the whole the whole event, I think, is it. It's always as good as the as as your last one. So WC Asia was yes the best word camp that I've been to because it was the last one, and they're uh, all great. Athens yeah. Athens has got some living up to do to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few comments here from O'Neill. Thank you for that, though, Andrew. Um, Michelle was everywhere. I'd be running around wrangling speakers for the next session, and there she was. She was everywhere all at once. And then a thank you from O'Neill directly to Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. All the praise from you is the best. And then one final one. Regarding the food that Andrew's just mentioned, the team made sure that there was the right selection of kosher, halal, etc., because it's important and necessary due to cultural and religious requirements. Mm -hmm. So thank you, O'Neill, for showing up and adding those comments. I really appreciate that. Just a couple of things before we go. We are fast running out of time, so we'll probably just take a few things out of the out of the list that we were going to mention. But a couple of plugins that I just want to mention. This one came across my radar. Uh, it's called Essential Form. It's on the WordPress.org repo. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you want a... I've never, I haven't used it, so I can't really say, but if you want a lightweight um, contact form that does literally do just the simple, basic... What's your name? What's your email address? What's your comment? Tick this box. Um, this looks like a really interesting option. It's by Jose Mortellaro. Mortellaro. And it comes in at about 14K, it says. And they go on to talk about the fact that it's got some nice, um, nice security features in there to stop it being spammed. I can't say I've tried I wonder it. If it interesting though i wonder yep. if i wonder if it saves um things in the database so that you can go back and see i've used plugins before that only sent an email and yep. if you miss that email it ends up in your spam or something misfires you never get that contact so that's my only concern with, yeah uh, light light forms my, yeah my guess is that it wouldn't do that but if um if i say actually gets wind of this it'd be interesting to know you can leave a comment at the bottom of the post that will come out tomorrow um and of course gdpr being what it is most of us in europe have to switch those kind of features off anyway you know we expunge them either regularly or as soon as they've been sent so anyway really cool comment, yeah. yeah really cool little plugin um mm -hmm. that i wanted to mention the other one was the block protocol plugin is now out so if you've been following this initiative by Joel Spolsky and his team. The idea is that they've created a suite of blocks. I mean, they're the normal arrangement of blocks. I can't remember what they are, but it is like a text block of an image block and so on. So nothing revolutionary, but the intention here is, and maybe Ben Intel can speak to this, that these blocks will become interoperable with other block protocol Im implementations. So let's say, for example, you're in Google Docs. It may be that you can cross-pollinate content. So if you update it on your website, the Google Docs version will get updated in real time in the background, these kind of things. And this just feels like a really interesting initiative. So that's that's available to download. It feels like it's beta at the moment, but there's that. Um, and then given that we've got three minutes left, let's just go to this one to round it off, and then we'll do Michelle's curious video. Um, Bertha, <laughs> back to Bertha, this time about pricing. And I got an email today, Andrew, which was not only alerting people that you were going to be coming on the show, but also saying that you've you've amended your pricing. You've dropped your pricing. Well, we dropped we dropped some of the pricing because oh. don't forget that we do image as well, and you know there's there's whole we do chat. But what the, I mean, the main thing is that we're now GPT chat compatible and three point five. So you know we've upgraded the, to the latest OpenAI. But I wanted to, people not to be misled by the pricing that's on OpenAI currently. And it's it's interesting. 
Uh, while it's sold as 10 times lower the price than DaVinci, the new chat option can be tricky for some users as now the prompt is also considered as billable tokens. So that every time you send the prompt back, it reads the backward prompt and that's that's another prompt. So five huh. prompts equals 10 prompts, if you okay, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it yeah, might yeah. Be cheaper, but it might actually exponentially cost you a lot more money, even whatever you're doing. But the, what I've done is I've reduced, massively reduced the pay-as-you-go option where you don't have to, I've always, in WordPress, people don't like, pe WordPress people don't like mm. doing a, a subscription, and I get it, because they forget it's on there, and I didn't really, really want to do that. So we've always, we, we added a pay-as-you-go some months back, but I've reduced that, and you still get everything in Bertha as if you were a subscriber. You're paying slightly more per word, but you're you're also getting every single facility in Bertha for the, for the time that those words exist. So it's kind Got of it. a... It's kind of a, just a, an entry level, you know, if you want to try it, you do it. And also you've got the, with, with pay-as-you-go, you don't get access to the Chrome um, browser. But in the $20, $20 starter a month, you do get, there's a Chrome browser, there's a Chrome extension, which has got everything in the Bertha plugin has got. Um, but then you can also have the Bertha plugin as well. So, hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, thank you. That explained it. That's and cool. the Chrome extension means that you can use it on other websites. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really cool. Um, very, very finally, if you've got the um, all-in-one SEO uh, pack, von there is a vulnerability that has been over the last couple, uh, last week. It was identified just to say get that updated. It does look like it was uh, impacting quite a lot of users. Won't go into the details of that. But we are going to end on a curious <laughs> a video that Michelle. Uh, sent oh no no is this it is have i got it is this it? yeah 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 you got it you what got it. the heck right i'll click play and michelle describe why have you sent it's, me this yeah. it's just soapbox traces and i went down the rabbit hole of this entire account last night and picked the one that i thought you would laugh at the most Nathan, <laughs> which is they they make these soapbox derby cars and so many of them actually arrive at the at the at their final destination but this one is not and it's <laughs> It's a giant, what are those called? At ats? It's an at ats. Yeah. Yeah. And it just fails, fails miserably. Absolutely love stuff like that. I love it when humans invest so much time and energy in just some pointless enterprise. Like we call these go karts. And and as a kid, you'd make them and, you know, they would never work. But the idea of doing look at it, it just crumbles. These are unmotorized. The the only thrust is from the hill that they are <laughs> speeding down, and um, yeah, if just go down the rabbit hole of these, and the, oh, they're hysterical. Yeah, this is great. What yeah, a, what we a have a local one. It's amazing. We you know where we can. But the, I mean, the key is that is that basically they're badly made. Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, just on, purpose. on purpose, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was once in Australia, I was in uh, Melbourne, and they have this annual competition on the River Kilda, I think it's the River Kilda, it's called the Birdman, and all these people come with, they've invented homemade flying machines, basically, and there's a there's like a diving board stretched out out away from the the bridge and everybody's got to jump off and you know the the winner is the person that can get further furthest away from the bridge literally a hundred percent of the contestants walk off the bridge and fall straight into the water homemade boat races are fun too because yeah. they don't usually get very far from the dock before they oh, sink so absolutely oh well thank you you've cheered me up that's really really cool my pleasure uh, <laughs> we are over time but uh but i appreciate we have you to do the wave for the last few minutes 
The, the Yeah, well, I'll do the wave in a moment. Just to say, <laughs> firstly, thank you to Michelle. Thank you to Andrew. And um, we were due to have Hazel Pimpo on, but she sadly has lost her voice. So I hope that she gets better. Um, well, that's a sorry. nightmare for a marketer. Yeah, we'll get yeah, we'll get her rescheduled. Yeah, well, thank you, and yeah, just before we go, thank you to all the people that have showed up and made a comment. It'll come out as a podcast episode tomorrow, so wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Let's do it. We've got to do the wave, Andrew. There we go. A lot. Everybody sounds now. Open AI, stable diffusion. Now it. it knows how to create. <laughs> Let's do the all good. That's perfect. Thank you. And we will see you again next week for another episode of This Week in WordPress. Take it easy. See ya. Thanks for having me.